What's up, guys? I'm Jared Lopes, and you're listening to the Dad Tired Podcast, where I'm helping everyday families learn how to follow Jesus in everyday life. How's it going, guys? Jared Lopes back here with you on the Dad Tired Podcast. It is good to be with you. If you're brand new to Dad Tired, welcome. Glad that you stumbled upon this podcast or or were referred to it by a friend. However you found it, we're glad that you're here. You can find out more about what we do at Dad Tired by going to dadattire.com. One of the things that's the best way to get connected is to click the community tab once you're there. That will link you over to a closed group on Facebook. We've got thousands of guys from around the world who are taking their faith, their family, and their marriage very seriously. We'd love to have you come hang out with us there. Uh, It's a great group of guys that are constantly encouraging each other, praying for each other, asking advice, sharing advice, all that good stuff. So if you're not part of that, come be part of that. Uh, I also recently wrote a devotional. Uh, I just heard my daughter scream in the background, speaking of dad tired. Uh, some of you are convinced that, or, th- or may think that uh, I record this in like a fancy studio, which it is a fancy studio if you consider my like a hundred square foot bedroom a fancy studio. Um, and my bathroom is right next to me, and my bed is I can touch it. I could probably sit on my bed, I could probably lay on my bed. Maybe I should do that while I record the podcast. Oh, there she is again. And that's over Legos too. Um, anyway, dad tired, man. Uh, real life, I never edit anything. What you, what what happens on the podcast stays on the podcast. Uh, I like to keep, keep things real because I know you guys are like dads and husbands and busy men. You're doing your real life. Uh, so anyway, I forgive me or at least show some grace or please put up with all the screaming that you hear in the background. It's a busy household today. Uh, I recently released a devotional for us busy dads and husbands and men. Uh, You can pick that up by going to dadtire.com, click the devotional tab. It's called Stop Behaving. And the premise of the book is that, uh, devotional rather, is that, um, dude, I'm like super sidetracked by all the yelling. I'm wondering if I should pause and go help. But let's see how long I can play it off until my wife like kicks down this door and tells me I need to call it quit. (laughs) Um, the premise of the, of the devotional is that, uh, we don't need to just change our behavior. Like behavior modification is exhausting. Jesus was never just trying to get us to behave better. He was always about changing our heart because Jesus knew that if our hearts change, then, uh, our behavior will change as a result. And so, uh, stop behaving as a devotional. It's a four week. You can bust through it. I know a lot of guys are too busy to read. Um, or just don't even like reading in general. It's short. You can do it for five, 10 minutes a day for just four weeks. And my goal is that it would point you towards Jesus, that Jesus would change your heart. And as a result, your behavior would change. You would become a different man than you are by the grace of God. Um, so that's that. You can pick up that devotional by going to dadtired.com, clicking the devotional tab. I always say this. I always say that there, there's only two options. And for whatever reason, when I was thinking about recording this podcast, this thought kept coming to my mind. Um, there's only two options, right? There, there's The truth is there is either a God or there is not a God. There's like no middle ground. There's no, there's no like a million options. There, the, there really either is a God 
or there isn't. So let's just play like the worst case scenario. Let's say there is no God. Let's say that like you and I, or if you if you believe in Jesus, if you would call yourself a Christian, uh, you like we've just been brainwashed. We've as a as kids maybe, or somebody convinced us that there is a God, uh, or maybe we've convinced ourselves, or read a book, or watched a movie, or listened to K Love, or whatever. Somehow you've convinced yourself that there is a God. And, uh, and now you're char- trying to like figure out what that means. Um, but the, you know, worst case scenario, there, there's no God, there's no such thing as God. And this was all like a giant waste of time. Uh, and we look foolish and we've, we've dedicated our life to something that simply isn't true. That's one option. That That's one of the options. Uh, one of only two options. The other option is that there is a God. Um, that there is, there's a designer, there's a creator, that there's someone who actually crafted this whole, what seems chaos, uh, or chaotic to us. Uh, there's a, there's a, a designer behind it, an intelligent designer, a creative, um, being who is putting all of this together, who is outside of space and time and creation. And, and so Obviously, if if you know anything about Dad Tired podcast, and you 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 know me and my story, I believe in the second option. I th- I think that uh, I believe the, the Bible when it says that the pro that the the creation proclaims the glory of God. That we uh, we're without excuse. Like we look around, it's it's buried deep within our hearts and our souls. We look around at the things around us, and everything is giving evidence that there is a God, that there is a Creator behind all of this. What seems chaotic, uh, complex universe. Um, I, I think of like the eclipse, you know, we just, a lot of us just watched the eclipse, like, uh, and all the galaxies and all the stuff that's out there, it's either pure random chaos, or there's an intelligent, creative designer behind it, the God of the universe. And I believe that. I believe that there's a God of the universe. And let me tell you something. Uh, I God really imprinted in my heart at a young age to believe that he's real. And like, it's, uh, I just have, I just believe it. I, I've never really struggled with doubt in there being God. I've gone through really crappy seasons of my faith and my walk with God, but doubting God, I've never personally like struggled with that. I've always just been convinced that there is a God. Now, that doesn't mean I always wanted to like live for him or live under his design or how he created things, but I have always been convinced that there really is a God. And I think that God did that. Uh, like he impressed that faith on me as a young boy, because uh, frankly, I'm not like super stoked about like the Christian culture uh, as an adult. And just to speak like really frankly, and I'm, I hope this isn't offensive, but the Christian culture can be really weird. And, uh, uh, Christians do a lot of incredible things. The the as the Bible would say, the body of Christ, the the believers, the followers of Jesus. We they do a lot of really incredible things throughout the world. We're seeing God's kingdom glimpses of heaven here on earth because of what His followers are doing. But we also do some like weird stuff, and we say weird things, and uh, and we haven't quite figured out that like the whole cliche how to be in the world but not of it. And the, <laughs> there's either people who are like really in the world and don't look like Jesus at all, or there's, they're like completely removed from culture and they're not relevant at all. And Jesus somehow walked that line really, really beautifully. Um, 
as as a human, like Jesus as a human, was totally engaged with culture. He was known as a glutton and as a drunk because he was constantly, he was called that because he was constantly hanging out with like the people on the fringes of society. He uh, he mixed it up with everyone in society, the rich, the poor, the the sick, the, the uh, healthy, like everyone. He was always mixing it up with people. He didn't disengage from culture. Anyway, I'm saying all of this because uh, there either is a God or there isn't. But if you believe, like if you find yourself on the second half of that uh, equation, that you actually believe that there is a God, that there is a designer, that there that there's a God of the universe, that Jesus actually existed and that he wasn't some crazy lunatic of a man, but he, he was actually God of the universe, which by the way, if there is no God, uh, Jesus is insane. Like Jesus is crazy. Uh, he's like psychotic. He's delusional. He is a con artist, uh, probably the greatest con artist in the history of the world. If he's not God, there, there's no such thing as saying like, yeah, Jesus is just, uh, he's a, he's a good teacher or he's like, he was, he was like this hippie kind of nice guy that told everyone they should love each other. And, you know, I don't believe that there's a God. I think I'm an atheist or, or I'm agnostic and I don't really know if there's a God or not, but I don't think Jesus was God. I think he was just a nice guy or a good teacher, or whatever. Listen, that can't be true. Jesus was either like, oh, a lunatic. He was either a liar. He either like lied to everyone. He was totally crazy or he's Lord. He's God. There is no middle ground there. And again, I know that that's kind of like this random, I'm rambling tangent here, but my point in all of this is if there is a God, if you believe there is a God that changes everything. You cannot be passive about your belief in God. Just take a moment, like, especially if you grew up in in America. I know I have listeners really from all over the world, but if you grew up in the West, if you grew up in America, uh, you, uh, we've become so like kind of ingrained in just like talking about God or hearing about God, either good or bad, but it's, it's become pretty like apathetic. We're just kind of numb to all of it. But the truth is, if there's a God that changes everything, it should reorient our entire lives. Everything that we say, do, the way we spend our money, the way that we work at our jobs, the way that we treat our wives and our kids and our neighbors and our co-workers, everything we do should be affected by the fact that we believe that there is a God, that there is a God of the universe, that Jesus was actually real, that he what he said he meant. We can't passively say that that we believe there's a God and continue to live our lives as if there's not. It just doesn't make sense. And so I don't know, uh, for whatever reason, that thought has been on my heart this last week as I've been thinking about recording this episode. I just have this feeling that there are too many of us who very passively and apathetically claim that there is a God. And yet our lives uh, don't actually believe that. And I, I say this a lot, but your bank account, your calendar, how you spend your time and how you spend your money will reflect the deepest areas of your heart. And if you believe that there's a God, it will change everything. Like I said, it will change the way that you spend your time, your money, your attitude, the way that you treat people, the way that you engage with everything. So I guess what I'm trying to say is um, it's my challenge to you to like stop for just a moment and ask yourself, do I really believe that there is a God? Do I believe that God is real? Do I actually believe Jesus is who he says he was? And if I do, 
what does that actually mean for my life? Like, how does that change my day-to-day stuff? And I know that that's a hard question to answer because a lot of you will answer that and say, I do believe there's a God, but I don't know how that changes my day-to-day life. And and for that, I would say, get plugged into a good community of other believers that like can walk where, where you would walk through that together and try to figure out what is it okay, we, we all believe there's a God. And so now what does that look like in our day-to-day life? And I try to give you some practical stuff in the podcast for that as well. Uh, that's a segue um, unintentionally into what I'm talking about today. Uh, if there is a God, if there, it, that was a really long introduction, by the way, we're halfway done. I'll be done in like 10 minutes. So if you're like, oh, holy crap, that was your introduction. Uh, <laughs> I'm done, really. I just have a couple things to hit on here. But uh if there really is a God, uh, that dramatically affects the way that I am as a man, uh, the way that I parent, and the way that I engage with my wife. And the truth is this, guys, like I had a mentor tell me this, and it was one of the, the most impactful things someone older and wiser has said to me. He said that I was like wrestling through, like, should I take this job or that job? And uh, I was like feeling a lot of stress about, it. I was losing sleep about it, career stuff. And he said, Jared, like, you're going to have, a, you'll probably have a hundred job titles. You're the kind of guy, you'll probably have a hundred job titles by the time you die. You will have done a hundred things. Your business card will have said a hundred different titles. But at the end of the day, like when you're on your deathbed or at your funeral, what's not going to change is your title as a disciple of Jesus, as a husband to Layla, and as a father to Elijah and Eden. That's what's most true about you. Those are your titles that will stick with you for the rest of your life. You will always be a disciple. You will always be a husband, and you will always be a dad. Your job title will change a million times. Focus on the things that won't ever change. And uh, those words, that like moment was super impactful for me because I focus on a lot of dumb stuff. And lately I've been feeling like I focus, uh, my ability to give the people who matter most to me, uh, my full attention has been so crappy. I have sucked at like giving my undivided attention um, to the things that matter most. If I believe that, if I believe there's a God and I believe that my my title as uh, a disciple of Jesus, as a husband and as a dad won't change, then those are the things I should be spending the most time with and the highest quality time with. And yet I feel like I've, I mean, I just don't know how else to say it. I've been sucking at it. I've not been fully present. I've been focusing on things that will change, that won't matter at the end of the day, um, at the end of my life. And I've not been fully present with the people, God, my relationship with Jesus, my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my kids, my relationship with my community and close friends around me. Uh, I have not been fully present and engaged with them. And I feel convicted about it. And uh, every time I feel convicted about something, uh, I get on here and I talk about it because I have this feeling that there's other guys like me who feel that same way that you probably feel like you've been putting a lot of time towards things and attention towards things, stuff that just frankly doesn't matter, that won't have any kind of bearing at the end of your life. Um, and so here are some things that I'm, uh, I have not even gotten close to mastering, but that I'm going to start practicing. Some of these I've already started to put into practice, but I thought for the sake of like review or reminder or just like another do to encourage you in these things, 
as a disciple of Jesus, as someone who believes that there actually is a God and what does it look like to live under his design and his rule and his reign? What are some ways that we can be fully present and give our best to the relationships that matter most? Our relationship with God, our relationship with our wife, and our relationship with our kids. So the first thing I would say to myself and to you if you're struggling with this is, number one, be diligent. And what I mean by that, there's so many of us dudes who are working uh, in our job. And when we are when we have time allotted to work, we're not working. <laughs> uh, and this may not apply to you. I know I got a lot of listeners in like Texas and uh, some of the other, I can't think of any other, Iowa. Uh, for some reason, I just picture all the dudes there. You're just like, you're like on a farm and you're like working your butt off all day and you're like bailing hay. And that's probably super offensive. <laughs> I've been to Texas. I've never been to Iowa. I just feel like you guys are like hardworking men. Uh, for us in the Northwest, we got a lot of like baristas and uh, podcasters <laughs> uh, and other dudes out here. <laughs> but what uh, I guess here, here's the thing. Here's what I'm trying to say. Uh, there are a lot of guys who are supposed to be working. Like you're putting in your eight-hour days, your 40-hour week, your 60-hour weeks, and you're not really working. Like you're checking your Facebook. Uh, you are updating your fantasy football team. You are doing a bunch of research on the Mayweather uh, McGregor fight. Um, I'm, I know all these things because this is typically how I spend my downtime time that I should be working and being productive and being diligent. Uh, I'm spending just with stupid stuff watching freaking stand up comedy on Netflix when I should be working. So the first thing I've been telling myself is like, dude, when you have time to work, work, be diligent. Don't be lazy. Don't be childish. Work. Uh, fill up your day with work. If you have a to-do list, bust through your to-do list. Be diligent. Be on top of things. Work when you need to work. Because, uh, and this is going to kind of go into my next point, when you're not at work and when you're with your family, you will know you've accomplished a full day. Like you've put in all the work you need to put in. You've worked hard. You've done what you need to do. You've busted your butt. You got your to-do list checked off and, uh, and you didn't waste time. And then when you're with your kids, uh, now you're thinking about stuff that you should have been doing instead of filling up your fantasy football team. Again, I'm, I sound like I'm like yelling at you and I'm really just yelling at myself because this is how I spend too much of my time is doing stuff I shouldn't be doing. Like are, are spending time on other things when I should be spending time on work-related things. When it's time to work, work. Second thing I've been telling myself that I wouldn't tell you is be disciplined. When you're with your kids, when you're with your wife, be with them. I suck at this area. I'm, the truth is, if my wife were sitting right here, she's in the kitchen right now preparing dinner for our community tonight. But if she were sitting here right now, I could easily open this door and say, babe, do you think I'm a good listener? And she probably would say no. And uh, that sucks, dude. Like at the end of my life, um, she's going to say that I probably was distracted a lot of times and that I focused a lot on how much I need to work and trying to get my dreams done and business stuff done and all that stuff. And, uh, and, I've, and I'm distracted with her. Listen, when I'm supposed to be working, I should be working. And when I'm supposed to be with my kids and my wife, I need to be with my wife and kids. And I'm instead, because I'm not filling my time up while I'm supposed to be working with work, then I get distracted when I'm with them and I'm thinking about work and it's a messed up system. And I know you guys can relate to this. So when you're supposed to work, work. And when you're supposed to be with your kids, be disciplined. When you're supposed to be with your wife, be disciplined. When, when she's talking to you, uh, 
I'm, I'm even like stumbling over saying this because I feel convicted as I say it. When my wife talks to me, when your wife talks to you, set your phone down and look her in the eye. Give her your eyes. Give her your attention. Give her your heart. Be engaged with what she's saying. Even if you feel like it's not super important, a blog she read or some girlfriend drama or whatever, stuff that you may not think is super important, uh, give her your attention. Would one of the qualities of us as gospel-centered, godly men be the fact, be the characteristic that we are good listeners for a wife? Why? Because Jesus is a good listener to us and he told us to be the same kind of men, this be the same kind of husband that he was to the church. When we go to pray, when we go to engage with God, he is eager and ready and waiting to listen and and engage with us. He is not distracted. And so when our wife and our kids come to our attention uh, and want our attention, give them our attention the same way that the Father gives you attention, the same way that Jesus engages with you uh, with his undivided full attention. Jesus was never distracted. Uh, and of course, it wasn't 2017 with all kinds of stuff to distract him, but he, listen, it doesn't, it doesn't matter what era you were born, at any point you could be a distracted dude uh, with something. And yet Jesus was fully present in every moment. And that is our example of how to engage with the women, the our kids. Uh, the women was a bad term. Your wife is what I meant. <laughs> uh, your kids, uh, your friends. Be fully engaged. When it's time to work, work. When it's time to be engaged, be fully engaged with them. The other thing I say is this, I'm trying to, I'm trying to bust out some stuff here. So, um, well, leads me right to my next point, be proactive. Um, and what I mean by that is, so here's what one thing I've been trying to do, and maybe this will be helpful to you. One thing that I'm always worried about, like, is if I, if I sit down and play Legos with my son, that it's going to take an hour or two hours or three hours, and I'm not going to get the work done that I need to get done. So one thing that's been helpful, and this is really good for you guys who work a lot and you don't have a lot of uh, quantity of time, you can only do quality time. What I would say to you is, and this is something I've been trying to help myself, is set timers. Just tell your son, your daughter or whatever, like, Hey, I'm fully with you. Like, I can't wait to play. Uh, you daddy's going to play with you and be with you or read to you or whatever for the next 40 minutes uh, and or 30 minutes or 20 minutes, whatever. And then when my timer goes off, I'm going to set a timer. Daddy has to go back to work or daddy has to, uh, I'm going to go spend time with mommy or whatever it is, but it's okay to set timers. But during that time, during that 15, 20, 30, 40 minutes, be fully engaged, set your phone aside, be fully present with your kids. Um, and then when the timer goes off, teach them like, okay, daddy has other responsibilities that I have to attend to. This is especially important for me. I work from home. So I have to like try to manufacture those like uh, set times of work. Um, but that could be a practice that could be helpful for you. Another thing I would say is do just like schedule less things. Your kids don't need to be in every extracurricular activity. They don't need to go to every lesson. They don't need to learn all the things uh, after school that they, you want them to do violin and piano and all this stuff. Like just do less cut your schedule, minimalize things, take less stuff, less clutter out of your home, take less clutter out of your schedule. This will allow hopefully you and I to be more fully present. 
uh, eat slower is another thing that I want to start doing. Like when it, when it's mealtime, uh, for whatever reason, it feels like it's rushed and like, we're just flying through it. I don't want to rush through meals. I want to like enjoy good food with the people that I love. And so I've been trying to, this is hard for us dudes because we love to like devour. We look at a meal differently than a woman, you know, a woman, like it's an art, especially if she cooked it, you know, it's beautiful. It's like, let's enjoy this. Let's savor it. Look how hard I worked to put this beautiful meal. And for us, it's like a task. It's like, I'm going to devour this, whatever you put in front of me. And it's a, it's a mission to be accomplished. I want to start, stop viewing food like that. And I want to just see it as a time where we can slow down, where I can be again, fully present with whatever company I'm in, but I want to eat slower. And the last thing I would say is this, spend five minutes a day. This is what I've been trying to do. Spend five minutes a day, whether it's the first thing in the morning, I think that's probably best, but anytime during the day, just take five minutes and be in complete silence and do nothing. Don't work. Don't send emails. Don't look at your phone. Don't listen to music. Don't do anything like get to wherever you can be. And I know we're super busy. If, if it needs to be in the car, whatever, uh, be, maybe before you come home and go be in after work and go, uh, you're engaged with your wife and kids, just turn the car off, turn the radio off and just sit for five minutes in silence. Uh, I've been trying to do this. What I'm trying to do is practice the discipline of doing nothing and being okay with things going slow. And, and if you're like me and you like to be super productive, this is hard. Five minutes will feel like an eternity, but it's just a pause for like your spirit to rest for a moment, for your mind to rest, to remember your hard work is not what sustains you. Your product, your productivity is not what sustains you. Your accomplishing your to-do list is not what sustains you. It's only God that sustains you. That's why people, that's why what the tradition of fasting and resting and like in some, uh, branches of Christianity or in other religions where they don't where they don't work or they Sabbath, they don't cook. All that the the heart behind that is actually awesome. And it's that we don't provide for ourselves. God does. Um, God is the one that takes care of us. And so a small like many fraction of that practice can be to just sit for five minutes in silence, to to do nothing, to not be productive because your productivity is not what sustains you or saves you or gets you uh, any more value. It's only God who does that. Practice doing nothing, being quiet, slowing down. Those are some things I'm going to be trying this next week, couple weeks to be more fully present. Jesus was never distracted. God is still not distracted. He is fully engaged when we are ready to engage with him. And that's the kind of man I want to be. If God is real, then it changes everything. It changes who I am as a man and it affects every relationship. And at the end of my life, I want to be on my deathbed and people to not say he was a distracted dude. I want people to say he was fully present. If he was with me, he was fully engaged with me. That's hard to do in 2017. So I hope we can put these practices into practice and uh, that it's helpful for you as you fall more in love with Jesus and the people around you. You will die a disciple, a husband, and a father. Put your time and effort into those things. If this podcast is helpful, again, guys, uh, would you leave a review? It's always helpful uh, in that way. I love you guys. Hope you have a great day. Talk to you.